Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house. From the St. Louis Public Radio Newsroom, this is The Gateway. It's Thursday, August 6th. I'm Wayne Pratt. More farmers in Missouri are adding something to their fields, solar panels. We have apps on our phones where we can actually uh, look at the amount of electric that's being produced. In just a few minutes, St. Louis Public Radio's Jonathan All reports on increasing interest in a federal program to help farmers add solar power. A report from the St. Louis County Health Department shows more than 400 residents in long-term care facilities in the county have died from COVID-19 since March. St. Louis Public Radio's Shayla Farzan reports. Since March, nearly 1,800 people have tested positive for the coronavirus in St. Louis County nursing homes and other long-term care facilities. Of those, about one quarter have died. Christopher Ave is with the County Department of Public Health. He says COVID-19 deaths peaked in May and have been declining since then. We are getting both the assistance and the education to the long-term care facilities so that this trend has not only flattened, it's really gone down sharply. St. Louis County has limited visitors to long-term care facilities since early April. Facilities are also required to notify the county health department within 24 hours if a resident tests positive for the coronavirus or dies of COVID-19. I'm Shayla Farzan, St. Louis Public Radio. Illinois Congressman Rodney Davis has tested positive for coronavirus. The Republican says his wife and staff he's worked with over the past week have also been tested. His is the only that came back positive. Davis says he feels fine. He will continue to work from home during a quarantine period and until he receives a negative test. Davis represents Illinois' 13th congressional district, which includes part of the Metro East. Illinois Governor J.B. Pritzker is pointing to a pair of new statewide COVID-19 infection trends. The largest number of new cases is among residents who live outside the Chicago region and young people, especially those in their 20s. Let's be clear. This virus is dangerous, no matter how young you are, because of the long-term damage that it can cause. It's not just a matter of how likely am I to die. Young people who survive COVID-19 report fatigue, breathing problems, and heart issues. Pritzker is not ruling out new restrictions on bars and restaurants in some areas of Illinois to help stop the spread of the virus. Missouri Governor Mike Parson's tough-on-crime agenda is moving to the full state Senate for debate. A committee passed the package yesterday. Parson has expressed support for reducing the prison population. The special session is expected, though, to lock up more juveniles and even eliminate the possibility of parole in some cases. Parson says the approach focuses on the most violent criminals. When you talk about juveniles, you're not talking about little minor juvenile violations. You're talking about people involved in violent crimes. Parson says he has reduced the prison population by about 7,000 inmates. The Senate is expected to send the package to the House tomorrow. A United States Department of Agriculture program that gives grants to farmers looking to add solar power is receiving increased interest. St. Louis Public Radio's Jonathan All reports it's a trend that may continue even without the government's help. Chris Bohr's farm in central Missouri includes hundreds of acres of soybeans and corn, 
It also includes a 5,000-head hog barn. The barn uses a lot of electricity. It usually costs more more than $15,000 a year to run the ventilation system, cooling fans, and lights. But for the past two years, that cost has been under $5,000, thanks to three rows of solar panels that sit about 50 yards away from the barn. These systems are pretty well maintenance-free. Everything is monitored by computers. We have apps on our phones where we can actually uh, look at the amount of electric that's being produced on an hourly basis as far as that goes. Bohr applied for the USDA grant that paid for 20% of the $87,000 cost of the panels. He says they will have paid for themselves in seven years, and after that, it's pure savings. And while Bohr says the bottom line was the biggest factor in adding the solar panels, there are other reasons. And, you know, if we can do projects like this to uh, help our environment, uh, to save our natural resources and take advantage of something that God gives us every day like the sun, then we need to take advantage of it. Bohr also works closely with his electric co-op. In the sunny summer months, when the solar panels produce more electricity than the hog barn needs, he sells power back to the co-op. Jan Aller is the director of energy solutions with the National Rural Electric Cooperative Association. He says rural co-ops understand their role in helping farmers be successful. And they're also able to diversify their revenue streams, right? So they don't only have uh, income coming in from, um, uh, from their agricultural uh, production, but they also have uh, money saved from the production of uh, solar electricity. The USDA's Rural Energy for America program, or REAP, has $250 million available for renewable energy. They fund small projects where the farmer has to pay at least 75% of the total cost. Nathan Tutt oversees REAP in Missouri. He says even though the program funds a variety of energy programs, the falling costs of solar panels has had an effect on the kinds of applications they see. Over 80% of our applications the past few years have been solar-related. Uh, the economics of the industry, with it becoming more palatable for people to implement that system into their operations. Tut says there's enough money in the program to fund all but a handful of applications, but that could change if the popularity continues to grow. But even without the grants, the falling price of solar panels is making it a viable option. Chris Bohr says farmers are the right kind of people to be innovative and sensible at the same time. You know, a lot of people uh, today uh, don't understand agriculture. We're very common sense thinkers. We think about what's practical for our operation day in, day out, and uh, what's right for our communities. Bohr says he is in the planning stages of adding solar panels to another hog barn he owns on a different farm, and that it makes economic sense even without any grant money. The USDA's REAP program is funded at its current level through 2023. In Rala, I'm Jonathan All, St. Louis Public Radio. Shula Newman is the executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio, music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt. From the St. Louis Public Radio newsroom, this has been The Gateway. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association 
committed to conservation and careful management of the state's forests to make them more resilient and better habitats for wildlife. Choosewood.com.